Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim In the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful The Islamic Propagation Office at Rabwa www.islamhouse.com Is pleased to present to you this lecture And he's the only one worthy of praise I seek his help, his guidance and his forgiveness I believe in him and I trust him I seek refuge in Almighty Allah from the evil of our passion. <coughs> Indeed, whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides him to Al-Islam, no one can mislead him after Allah. And whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put him astray, no one can guide him after Allah. I testify openly. That there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah Rabbil Alameen. And I testify that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his messenger and the seer of all the prophets. O Muslims, you must know that the best speech is the speech of Almighty Allah which is the Quran. The best guidance is the course of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam which is his sunnah. The worst of all affairs is innovation and addition to the religion of Islam. Indeed, every addition to the religion of Islam will lead to hellfire. I adjure you as well as myself to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the best of your ability. Fear Allah and don't die unless you are Muslim. After this, I greet you all with the greeting of Islam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May the peace and the blessing of Almighty Allah be with you all. Like to welcome you all for continuation of our series concerning explanation of Kitab al-Salihin. Kitab Riyadh al-Salihin is written by Imam al-Nawawi rahmatullahi alayhi. And the explanation is by Sheikh Muhammad bin Salih al-Usaymin rahmatullahi alayhi. For those who have Dar Salam publication of Riyadh al-Salihin, please check this information, volume number two. And inshallah today we have a new chapter, and this is going to be chapter 199. Again, Dar Salam publication for Kitab Riyadh al-Salihin, volume two, page number 873. And a new chapter today, chapter 199. Narrated Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. I offered along with Allah his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam two rak'ah before and two after Zuhr prayer. Agreed. وعن عائشة رضي الله عنها أن النبي sallallahu alayhi wa sallam كان لا يدع أربعا قبل الظهر رواه البخاري ريتة عائشة الله بيبليز وذهير that Allah's messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم never omitted four rak'ah optional prayer before the prayer of ظهر Hadith 1115 Umayishradiallahuanakalatkanan ويصلي بالناس العشاء ويدخل بيتي فيصلي ركعتين رواه مسلم
Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, whenever Allah his messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, stayed in my house, he would offer four rak'ah, optional prayer, before zuhr. Then he would go out and lead a salah. He would then come back and offer two rak'ah, optional prayer. He would he would lead the Maghrib prayer and come back and offer two rak'ah optional. When he, sallallahu alayhi wa had led the Isha prayer, he would enter the house and offer two rak'ah optional prayer. Hadith 1116 وعن أم حبيبة رضي الله عنها قالت قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من حافظ على أربع ركعات على أربع ركعات قبل الظهر وأربع بعدها حرمه الله على النار رواه أبو داود والترمذي وقال حديث حسن صحيح نارتب أم حبيبة May Allah be pleased with her. Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Whoever observes the practice of offering four rak'ah before Zuhr prayer and four after Zuhr prayer, Allah will shield him against the fire of hell. Abu Dawood and At-Tirmidhi وعن عبد الله ابن السائب رضي الله عنه ان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم كان يصلي اربعا بعد ان تزول الشمس قبل الظهر وقال انها ساعه تفتح فيها ابواب السماء فاحب ان يصعد لي فيها عمل صالح رواه الترمذي وقال حديث حسن Narrated Abdullah ibn al-Sa'ib, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger وسلم, used to offer four rak'ah prayer after the declining of the sun before Zuhr prayer and would say this is an hour at which the gates of heaven are opened. And I would like that my good deed should rise to heaven at that time. What he meant by heaven here is the sky, not Jannah. Hadith number 1118 عن أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كان إذا لم يصلي أربعا قبل الظهر صلىهن بعدها رواه الترمذي وقال حديث حسن نهرتت عائشة من الله بليزود هير if Allah's messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم could not offer four rak'ah before zuhr prayer he would offer them after it, i.e. after the obligatory prayer. This chapter is finished, chapter 199, and now with the explanation from Sheikh Ibn Uthaymeen, rahmatullahi alayhi. The author, Imam al-Nawawi, rahmatullahi alayhi, in this chapter concerning optional prayer for Zuhr, he had mentioned several ahadith. All this ahadith is the evidence that Zuhr has optional prayer and the number of them are six rak'at. Four rak'at before Zuhr, which is separate every two with tasleem, and two rak'at after Salat al-Zuhr. If a person had forgot or he missed 
the sunnah before Zuhr, he should pray it after Zuhr, because a person should make up his optional prayer the same way that he make up obligatory prayer if he miss it. But there is a hadith, there is a hadith which in the collection of Imam Ibn Majah, rahmatullahi alayh, that a person should perform the after sunnah, and after this he will make the sunnah which is before the obligatory. To give example to explain what he meant by this, let's assume you came to the mosque to make zuhr with the imam. When you reach the mosque, you find the imam already engaged in the salah. So that means he was not able to make the four rak'at before zuhr. So after the imam finished salat al-zuhr, you pray the two rak'at, which is two sunnah after zuhr. After this, you make up the four rak'at sunnah, optional, which you were supposed to do before zuhr, which you was not able to make it. From this ahadith, we understand that we should try our best to guard over our nawafil optional prayer. That because Aisha said, كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يدع أربعا قبل الظهر The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he didn't neglect to pray four rak'at before zuhr in a condition of being a traveler you don't make the sunnah before zuhr neither the sunnah after zuhr that because the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi he didn't make the optional prayer if he is a traveler and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. Chapter 200 Page number 876 Hadith 1119 كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يصلي قبل العصر أربع ركعات يفصل بينهن بالتسليم على الملائكة المقربين ومن تبعهم من المسلمين والمؤمنين رواه الترمذي وقال حديث حسن Narrated Ali ibn Abi Talib, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah, his messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, used to offer four rak'ah before asr prayer, separating them with tashahud and taslim, offering salutation on the favored angels who are near Allah's presence and the Muslims and the believers who come after them. Hadith 1120 وعن ابن عمر رضي الله عنهما عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال رحم الله امرأ صلى قبل العصر أربعا رواه أبو داود والترمذي وقال حديث حسن نارتد ابن عمر may Allah be pleased with him Allah's messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم said may Allah have mercy on a man who offered four rak'at before عصر prayer Narrated in the collection of Imam Abu Dawood, 
and At-Tirmidhi rahmatullahi alayhima. Sheikh Ibn Uthaymeen rahmatullahi alayhi didn't give explanation. It seemed to be self-explanatory. And we go to chapter number 201. Reading from Riyadh al-Saliheen, Garden of the Righteousness. باب سنة المغرب بعدها وقبلها للشابتر 201 سنة of مغرب prayer before and after In the previous chapter the practice of Allah's messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم has been reported by عمر and عائشة may Allah be pleased with both of them that the Prophet ﷺ used to offer two rak'ah sunnah after the obligatory maghrib prayer. Hadith 1122. رواه البخاري ريكة عبد الله ابن مغفل الله المسنجر صلى الله عليه وسلم سيد أفر تورك ع بفور مغرب بريار هي صلى الله عليه وسلم ربيتد ات تويس وين ربيتنت ات فور ذا ثير تايم هي أدد هي هو مي سو وش حديث 1123 وعن أنس رضي الله عنه قال لقد رأيت كبار أصحاب رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يبتدرون السواري عند المغرب رواه البخاري ناركد أنس مي الله ببليز بذهم I saw the principal companions of Rasulullah ﷺ rushing to the pillars of the mosque to offer Turaqa prayer behind them before Maghrib prayer. Hadith 1124 وعنه قال أي أنس رضي الله عنه كنا نصلي على عهد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ركعتين بعد غروب الشمس قبل المغرب فقيل أكان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أكان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم صلاهما قال كان يرانا نصليهما فلم يأمرنا ولم ينهانا رواه مسلم Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him, in the lifetime of Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we used to offer two rak'ah optional prayer after sunset before the Maghrib prayer. It was asked, did Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, offer them? He replied, he saw us offering it. But he neither ordered us to offer them, nor did he forbid us from doing so. وعنه قال كنا بالمدينة فإذا أذن المؤذن لصلاة المغرب اتضر السوارية فركعوا ركعتين حتى إن الرجل الغريبة لا يدخل المسجد فيحسب أن الصلاة قد صليت من كثرة من يصليهما رواه مسلم ناريتد أنس ابن مالك رضي الله عنه when we were in المدينة
When the Mu'addin finished the call to Maghrib prayer, the people hastened to pillars of the mosque and offer two rak'ah prayer behind them. A stranger coming into the mosque would think that the obligatory prayer had already been offered because of the number of the people offering them. Again, Sheikh Ibn Uthaymeen, rahmatullahi alayhi, didn't make any comment about this chapter, and maybe come later on, or that because it's self-explanatory, they left it as is. We go to chapter number 202. Babu Sunnat al-Isha, Ba'daha wa Qablaha, chapter 202, Sunnah of the Isha prayer, before and after. في حديث ابن عمر السابق صليت مع النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ركعتين بعد العشاء وحديث عبد الله بن مغفل بين كل أذانين صلاة متفق عليه كما سبق. ابن عمر may Allah be pleased with him has narrated that he offered two rak'ah after further prayer of Isha with Allah his messenger. Abdullah ibn Mughaffal has narrated that Allah his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said there is a salah between every takbir and adhan. This previous that apart from the four rak'ah fard, there are also two rak'ah sunnah of the Isha prayer. Comment by Sheikh Ibn Uthaymeen rahmatullahi alayhi. The previous chapter as well this chapter related to the sunnah of Asr, Maghrib, and Isha. Previously, we had explained about the Sunnah for the Fajr prayer and the Sunnah for the Zuhr. As for the Asr prayer, there is a Sunnah before that a Muslim should pray four rak'at as a result of such hadith. The Prophet said what the meaning is, may Allah show mercy on a Muslim who pray four rak'at before Salat al-Asr. This statement of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam making dua to the person who made optional prayer before Asr, four rak'at. Although this hadith, some of the scholars had, have something to say about it, but we hope that a human being, that the Muslim will receive a reward when he prays the four rak'at before Asr. As for the Maghrib, the Maghrib has sunnah before and after. But the sunnah that before is not strongly recommended. As for the Sunnah after Maghrib is strongly recommended. The Sunnah before the Maghrib, as it came in the statement of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, pray two rak'at before Maghrib. Pray two rak'at before Maghrib. When the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam repeated for the third time, said, for whosoever wish to do so. And he made this statement so nobody will assume or act upon it to be one of the recommended strongly sunnah. So if the Mu'addin calls the Adhan for Maghrib, so you should pray two rak'at after the Adhan and before the Salah. 
but this is not strongly recommended. And if somebody neglected, there is no harm for what he did. And if he did it, this is no harm for what he did. As a result of this, that Anas, may Allah be pleased with him, said, the Prophet ﷺ had observed us making the sunnah before Maghrib. He didn't admonish us, neither he order us. As for the Isha, the last prayer, there is a sunnah before and there is a sunnah after. The sunnah before the Isha is not strongly recommended. But it came in the general hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam بَيْنَ كُلِّ أَذَانَيْنِ صَلَاةِ Which is the meaning is between every two adhan there is a sunnah prayer i.e. adhan and iqama. From the previous chapters now we understand that Fajr has a sunnah before, no sunnah after. Zuhr has six rak'at sunnah, four before and two after. As for Asr, there is no sunnah before, neither sunnah after. But if a person wish to do sunnah before, he can do so, because the Prophet ﷺ told us that we can pray two rak'at between every adhan and iqamah. But after us, no sunnah, because this is prohibition time, a person shouldn't pray optional prayer after asr. As for maghrib, there is a sunnah after and also, there is a sunnah before. The one before is not strongly recommended. As the one for after Maghrib is strongly recommended. As for the Isha prayer, there is a sunnah after it, which is strongly recommended. And there is a turaqat also before Isha, but is not recommended strongly as the one after. These are the sunnah that should be done before or after the obligatory prayer. As we understood and we mentioned before, the reward of it, that this will be a means of patching or fixing or making up for any faults or defects or shortcoming in your obligatory prayer. We go to chapter 203. فيه حديث عمر السابق أنه صلى مع النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ركعتين بعد الجمعة متفق عليه. Narrated Abdullah ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, I offered along with Allah his messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, two rak'ats on the prayer after the Jum'ah prayer. Again, this is chapter 203 concerning Sunnah on Friday, after Friday or before Friday. حديث 1126 عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا صلى أحدكم الجمعة فليصلي بعدها أربعا رواه مسلم نهريتت أبو هريرة may Allah be pleased with him Allah his messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم said if anyone of you offer the Friday prayer he should offer four rak'ah sunnah after, after it. Muslim. Hadith 1127.
وعن ابن عمر رضي الله عنهما أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كان يصلي بعد الجمعة حتى ينصرف أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كان لا يصلي بعد الجمعة حتى ينصرف فيصلي ركعتين في بيته نيريتد ابن عمر مي الله بيبليز وذهم الله از ماسنجر صلى الله عليه وسلم would not offer any salah in the mosque after the Friday prayer day he had turned to his house he would then offer two rak'ah there the explanation by Sheikh Ibn Uthaymeen rahmatullahi alayh Imam al-Nawawi May Allah shower his soul with his mercy in his book, Riyadh al-Saliheen, Garden of the Righteousness. He mentioned the shatter concerning the sunnah for Jum'ah. <coughs> Jum'ah is a separate prayer. Jum'ah is not a dhuhr prayer, but it will take the place of the dhuhr prayer. As a result of this, we don't combine Asr with Jum'ah, i.e. if a Muslim is a traveler and he passed by a city and he prays Jum'ah, he is not supposed to combine Asr after this, that because Jum'ah is a separate prayer by itself. <coughs> And the tradition of the Prophet ﷺ had came concerning combining Dhuhr and Asr. It didn't come with combining Jum'ah and Asr. As we understand, Jum'ah is different from all the rest of the prayer. Concerning things, what is legislated and permissible before and after and its day. As example, there is no sunnah before Jum'ah. But when a person enters the mosque, he will pray whatever Allah bless him with, until the Imam will approach the mosque. There is no special number of rak'at. He can continue in prayer. two, or four, or six, as much as Allah bless him with. As for after, there is a sunnah recommended, and the sunnah after Jum'ah is two rak'at in the house. This due to the statement of Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, that when the Prophet ﷺ finished praying Jum'ah, he doesn't offer any prayer after it until he reached to his house. And in his house he used to offer two rak'at. The other hadith, which reported by Abu Huraira and Imam Nawawi had mentioned it also, إذا صلى أحدكم الجمعة فليصلي بعدها أربع Does the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said When one of you offer جمعة Let him pray four rak'at after جمعة The scholars may Allah send mercy on them Are different concerning this issue Is the sunnah of جمعة four rak'at or two rak'ah. Some of them said it's four rak'ah, and you separate them with the three. That because this was the Prophet ﷺ had ordered. But as for his action, it's two rak'ah. <coughs> 
and the order of the Prophet ﷺ will take priority and superiority over his action. Therefore, the sunnah of Jum'ah will be for Raka'at. Some of the scholars, they said it's only two Raka'at, because this is what Ibn Umar had mentioned. As for the four, is not strongly recommended. While others, they said, if he pray in the mosque, he will pray four rak'at after Jum'ah. And if he go to his house, he will pray two rak'at. And this is what has been chosen and selected by Imam Ibn Taymiyyah, rahmatullahi alayhi. Some of the scholars, they said, a person should combine all this. That means the statement and the action. That means he will follow the order of the Prophet and the action of the Prophet. As a result of this, the Sunnah of Jum'ah will be six rak'at. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. Go to chapter 204 باب استحباب جعل the chapter concerning the desirability of offering nawafil voluntarily prayer at home. This is Hadith 1128. فإن أفضل الصلاة صلاة المرء في بيته إلا المكتوبة متفق عليه نهارات الديد ابن ثابت May Allah be pleased with him Allah is messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم said O people offer your voluntary salah in your house because the best prayer of a man is the one he offers at home, except the obligatory salah. Hadith 1129, Muttafaqun alayhi. Narrated Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, Allah his messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, you should observe part of your optional salah in your houses. Do not turn your homes into graves. Hadith 1129. وعن ابن عمر وعن جابر رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا قضى أحدكم صلاته في مسجده فليجعل لبيته نصيبا من صلاته فإن الله جاعل في بيته من صلاته خيرا Narrated Jabir, may Allah be pleased with him, Allah's Messenger وسلم, said, When you have finished your fard obligatory salah in the mosque, you should observe some of your optional prayer at home. Allah will bless your houses because of your salah at your home. Now the comments and Sheikh Ibn Uthaymeen, Rahmatullahi Alayhi, 
Hey. لما ذكر المؤلف رحمه الله الرواتب التابعة للمفروضات بيّن في هذا الباب أن الأصل أن الأصل للإنسان أن يصلي في بيته. The author of Riyadh al-Salihin, Imam al-Nawawi rahmatullahi alayhi, after he mentioned about the sunnah prayer, optional prayer, which comes before and after the obligatory prayer, now he came with this chapter to let us understand that the desirability of praying in the house, this optional prayer, not in the mosque, that because the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is saying, pray in your houses, pray at your houses. So the Prophet sallallahu alaihi he ordered us. To pray in our home. Because the best prayer is the prayer that you pray in your house. With exception of the obligatory prayer. From that we understand. The Muslim should try his best. To make all the optional prayer. In his house. Does the matter is the Doha prayer, Tahajjud, or name it, even if you are in Mecca or Al Medina, even if you are there in the Haram, that because the Prophet ﷺ, when he made this statement, he was in Al Medina, and the praying in the mosque of the Prophet ﷺ is more rewarded than any other mosque with exception of Al-Masjid Al-Haram in Mecca thousand times. A lot of people nowadays, they pray the optional prayer in the Haram, not in the house. And this shows you how that some Muslims, they are ignorant about their deen. So as example, if you are in Mecca, and the event for Fajr being called, and somebody asks you, should I pray the Sunnah in my house, or is better to go to the Haram and pray it in the Haram? You're supposed to say, it is better and more rewarded to pray it in your house. Same thing applies to the Doha prayer. The same thing that the Hajjud. And all the optional prayer. It shouldn't be in the mosque. As a result of this, we see that the Prophet ﷺ in the last hadith saying, فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ جَاعِلٌ فِي صَلَاتِي فِي بَيْتِي خَيْرًا Indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make out of your prayer in the house a good something good for the house. That means, when you pray in your house, this is good and blessing. And part of it, that your family and the children, when they see you making salah, they will get used to make the salah. They will love the salah. They will follow your example, especially the youngest. And also praying in the house, it keeps you away from showing off. Riyah. That because when you are in the mosque, you are observed by the people. And perhaps some riyah will come to your heart. But when you are in your house, that you are in more sincerity and devotion. And you are a distance from showing off. And also when you pray in your house, you feel in ease and rest in your heart and comfortable in your heart. And this will increase your Iman. 
So basically the Prophet ﷺ commanded us to pray in our houses with exception the obligatory prayer. With one other exception that nafila of Ramadan, Qiyamul Layl. It is better to pray Qiyamul Layl of Ramadan with the Jama'ah in the mosque. Because this is Sunnah, it's not obligatory. But we saw from the action of the Prophet ﷺ that he made Qiyam al-Layl in Ramadan in the mosque to be more rewarded. And he had led the Sahaba in Qiyam al-Layl three nights or two nights. And after this he stopped, fearing that Allah will make it obligatory upon the Sahaba. Last and final hadith for our class today, عن عمر عن عمر بن عطاء may Allah be pleased with him أن نافع بن جبير أرسله إلى السائب بن أخت نمر يسأله عن شيء رآه منه معاوية في الصلاة فقال نعم صليت معه الجمعة في المقصورة فلما سلم الإمام قمت في مقامي فصليت فلما دخل أرسل إلي فقال لا تعد لا تعد لما فعلت إذا صليت الجمعة فلا تصلها بصلاة حتى فلا تصلها فلا تصلها بصلاة حتى تتكلم أو تخرج فإن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أمرنا بذلك ألا نوصل صلاة بصلاة حتى نتكلم أو نخرج رواه مسلم ذاركت عمر ابن عطاء that Nafi' son of Jubair sent him to Al-Sa'ib Ibn Ukht Namr to ask him about something that Muawiyah had seen him doing in Salah. He said, yes, I offer the Friday prayer along with him in the Maqsura. And when the Imam concluded the Salah with Taslim, I stood up in my place and offered the Sunnah prayer. When Muawiyah radiallahu an went home, he sent me. He sent for me, and when I came, he said, never do again what you have done. When you have observed the Friday prayer, you must not start another sunnah prayer till you have spoken to someone or have shifted your place. Because Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, ordered us, not to follow up congregational salah with any other salah until he has talked to someone or moved from the place. This is the collection of an Imam Muslim, rahmatullahi alayhi. The comment of Sheikh Ibn Uthaymeen, rahmatullahi alayhi, this hadith, which Al-Imam al-Nawawi had mentioned concerning the desirability of separating between obligatory prayer and optional prayer. And he mentioned this hadith of Muawiyah when he observed this man praying after Jum'ah. And in the same spot he prayed his sunnah. Muawiyah went ahead and called him, and he told him that the Prophet ﷺ, he ordered not to connect it to Salah together. 
unless that we step out or we speak to someone. So as example, if you pray Zuhr, so there is a Sunnah after Zuhr. So you wish to pray the Sunnah. You shouldn't pray the Sunnah in the same spot. But get up from this spot or go out or go to your house, which is better, or at least talk with somebody. That because the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, had forbid connected optional prayer with obligatory prayer unless a person will step out or speak to somebody. The scholar said it is sunnah to separate between obligatory prayer and sunnah with a speech with someone or moving from your spot. The wisdom behind separating between the obligatory prayer and the optional prayer that a person not to join and connect them together as if they are one salah. So that we make the salah separate, what is obligatory, separate from what is optional. Not to mix it together. This was the scholar, may Allah send mercy on their soul, said, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. Inshallah with this we come to conclusion to our class for today. If anybody have question related to the subject, you may ask. Otherwise, save it for later. Jazakumullah khairan for listening. In conclusion, we ask Allah that He brings you benefit through this lecture. For more information, you may contact us through the following address. The Islamic Propagation Office, Rabwa, P.O. Box 29465, Riyal 11457. Saudi Arabia Phone 445-4900 Also 491-6065 Fax 497-0126 If you would like to listen to more beneficial lectures, feel free to visit our website at www.islamhouse.com Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.